All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest in future time, I'm super excited about this one from beautiful Los Angeles, California, Santiago Arana. Now, Santiago, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show today, my friend. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I feel very, very happy, flutter, and grateful that you consider me to speak here. I love your show. I think that, you know, the kind of individuals you're attracting here are the right kind of people. And uh, that's why I felt compelled to, to jump in and, and be part of it. Oh, gosh, Santiago, you're the best. It, it, the honor is mine, my friend, truly, truly. But uh, I, I do want to jump into this series of questions. I can't wait for everybody out there who's watching and listening to really just get to know you as a man, as a professional, and really why you do what you do and the moving parts associated. So uh, if you're all right with that, let's just jump into the first question, telling everybody a little let's bit about it. Let's do it. Yeah, so my name is Santiago Arana. I'm 40 years old. I'm uh, originally from Bolivia. Uh -huh. uh, I moved to the United States in 2003 in May uh, to learn English after I graduated from college. Uh, I had a scholarship that I won in finance after I studied business and marketing and uh, <laughs> it was only offered in English and, and uh, so I decided to come and learn English here because I didn't speak a word in 2003. Wow. And I felt like by, you know, being a, you know, there's nothing more than being by immersion, right? If I'm here and everybody speaks English, it's, it's probably the right way to learn it. Uh, as opposed to going to classes in Bolivia and getting out and talking to my family and my buddies in Spanish and, you know, it probably would take a little longer. Mm. So I had an aunt that invited me to come and stay at her couch for eight months and I took <laughs> advantage of that opportunity. So I wow. grabbed my savings, which was worth $120 at the time wow. and moved with my back and got my aunt's couch, very quickly ran out of that money and uh, got a job as a busboy because I couldn't communicate yet. Sure. And I started to go to an adult education to to do the program ESL, English as a Second Language. Wow! So I did that for about four months, and I picked up the language. And I went to my manager at, at that restaurant at the time in Montecito. I remember I was actually in Santa Barbara this weekend. It's a very special place for me because at that restaurant, and I'll do a post a little later. You see my Instagram uh, of the restaurant where I started. But I got my first job from this Brazilian guy who was the general manager for twenty years. Wow! And uh, now he for a year and a half to two years, he's been working for me, actually. He quit the place and moved to, to LA and mm -hmm. got his real estate license and came to work for me. So we went full <laughs> circle. So I went to the restaurant last night with my wife and my kids. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my kids who are 10 and 12 year old that they, you know, they know that's the place, but I know they're getting older, they get to understand more. How was the experience to come and work in that place, not understanding anything, being in the middle of Montecito, all this the luxurious lifestyle that you get in there, the people that were coming and then I had the opportunity to wait on Oprah, Brad Pitt, uh, uh, Kevin Costner, so it was like an amazing wow. experience. Huh. And uh, most important than all, I just got to actually sit last night at the same table where I waited on my wife's table, and that's mm -hmm. how I met her. Uh, oh. So we had dinner there last night, and uh, it was a very special. Every time I go there, I get very emotional and, and, and remember, and you know how grateful I am for what I've gone through. Uh, so we were there last night uh, at that restaurant called Cava, mm -hmm. and uh, you know just kind of talking to the kids and how 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 we are and where we are right now and how grateful we are for what we have achieved in the last 17 years that since that moment happened, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's where everything started. Met my wife, she was living in LA and, you know, we obviously fell in love and I was coming and visit. And at a point in time, I decided to move down to LA because of her. 
Wow. And when I moved down here, I decided that, you know, waiting tables was not going to be the thing. And uh, it was great to, to collect cash to survive, but not what I wanted to do eventually. You know, I wanted to do something of what I'm passionate about, which is, mm. you know, business, marketing, uh, all that kind of stuff. So okay. I got my real estate license. I started uh, in 2004. Mm. And uh, I continued to wait tables as I was doing real estate in the beginning because obviously, I didn't know anyone other than my wife in, in LA. I didn't have any relatives, any roommates, any high school mm -hmm. friends or anything from college wow. or nothing. So I had to start from scratch, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and it takes time. It took me about four years to me to start really to make decent money where I could actually quit the restaurant. So I was working double shifts, you know, daytime real estate and then restaurant at night and uh, just work, work, work hard. Uh, and then at a point in time, I got to, to the place where I could like just sustain by doing real estate. Few sales started to happen and that then that's how I started. Oh my gosh, Santiago. And, and again, what a beautiful progression in your story from, you know, from the very beginning all the way to where you left off there. I want to back up just a little bit. Sure. What was your thought process originally going into real estate in the first place? Why? I mean, there's so many different ventures and opportunities. Uh, why real estate? What originally attracted it to you essentially? Yeah. So what happens is while I was living in Santa Barbara, uh, my aunt had a son, my cousin, mm -hmm. uh, who, who was doing loans at the time. So we're talking about 2003 when the, the loan business was booming, mm -hmm. all the mortgage business. Uh, so I remember sometimes we would go out at night, he'll take me around, and then we wake up the next day and he'll sit in his computer for a couple hours, mm -hmm. close a couple loans or something, make ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and then he'll go surfing all day. And I was like, mm -hmm. what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to do that. Uh, yeah. So he said, you know, uh, this is what I do. He explained to me the mortgage business. And, uh, and uh, I said, well, should I get my license for this? How do you do it? He's like, yeah, you get a license. It's the same license that you get for real estate. And mm -hmm. uh, I think you'll do a lot better than real estate because it's kind of tedious, you know, and if you, you're more personable, you know, you'll do great with people. And now that you, you know, speak sort of English and right. Spanish, you can cover <laughs> two markets, you know. So Good that man. caught my attention. And I can just hear that in the back of my mind i didn't really know what real estate was it wasn't mm -hmm. something that you know growing up in bolivia is as prestigious or or you can make the kind of living you can make in cities like los angeles new york or in the high places you know mm -hmm. so it wasn't really in my radar you know i studied business administration and i did a major on marketing and that's where my passion was and i wanted to do the master degree on finance to have a call full business you know preparation to go back to Bolivia eventually and you know wow. get a better job now I have the master degree now I speak English so hmm. that was the plan that changed when I met my wife right so then wow. I didn't want to go back anymore I didn't hmm. care for the for the for the for the finance uh, a master degree and at that point when I start thinking okay so but I need to think about what I want to do as a for for living and what's that I enjoy doing so you know I started to drop off resumes in different companies that you hmm. know uh, will you know have relationship with what I what I what my major was, and as I was getting offers for for jobs, and they were like really exciting to me. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was making more money by you know waiting tables in cash. Sure. And uh, there were two things that I looked, and I always look at things of how what's the mm -hmm. maximum potential. So one of the things okay. I looked like, okay, they're offering me this, and I don't mind starting from the bottom, mm -hmm. but I want to know how far I can grow, right? So if you start this company, even though I'm making less than waiting tables, but I have a future and I have health insurance. So I analyze all those things and what I was looking is like, if I'm here for 10 years, 15 years, who is the highest person in this company and how much money they make and how right. long is that trajectory take you to get there? Mm 
Mm. And it was like, you know, you need to work 10 years to get to 250 to $300,000 at the time. And we're talking about 15, 16 years ago, right? Right. So then I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And then I went back to the real estate thing mm. and I started doing research and I said, okay, so who are the top agents and how much money these guys make, right? Okay. So then I went and I started looking at people that at the time were making a million bucks, $800,000. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is really sky is the limit, you know, and how sure. this operates. And I started, you know, so then I went and got my license. Mm-hmm. And I basically started. So that was a thought process. I mean, real estate wasn't wow. something that came mm-hmm. into my life. You know, I didn't even know about it until basically I got put in that place. Right. And, and I love that because you really thought about it and you dissected it from, you know, start to finish and had a lot of thought process going in and making that decision, which I love. You didn't just fall into it. It was very intentional. And then again, back from there to today, what was, what was your life like in progression through your career? And how did, how did you get involved with the agency and, and that sort of thing? So when I got my license, you know, I, I started in Keller Williams because uh, my wife was flying to visit her family, her sister in Texas, and he sat next to a guy that was working at Keller Williams and he was mm-hmm. reading, uh, you know, Gary Keller's famous book. Sure. And so they started talking and then he gave the business card to my wife and then I called him because she told him that, you know, my husband is getting a license mm-hmm. and I ended up calling the guy and, you know, Keller Williams had this whole team leader situation and, you know, you bring people then you get a little bit of each person. They have this residual pyramid kind of thing. Sure. So the guy was really nice, helped me out, introduced me. He asked me where I live and at the time I was living close to Beverly Hills. So he introduced mm-hmm. me to the team manager of the Beverly Hills office. I met with him, really nice. So I started there. I started in Keller Williams. Wow. I was there for about a year. And again, it was very tough, you know, because I mean, that whole year, I didn't sell anything, like sure. nothing. Wow. And one day, uh, I got one of the waiters that used to work with me in a restaurant from Australia, actually, <laughs> got talked to me and he said, hey, I heard that you also do real estate and this and that. I think we're moving with my wife back to Australia. And, uh, you know, I bought a condo that I want to sell. Can I show it to you? I was like, sure. So that was my first deal. Uh, wow. It was a $450,000 condo in West Hollywood. That mm. I ended up listing it and selling it. And that was my first sale. Wow. Uh, and then about, you know, I got really frustrated because really mm. nothing was happening. I wasn't selling. So I was very frustrated. I was door knocking and I was doing everything that, you know, you're supposed to do. But I was doing everything that you're supposed to do when you start real estate, which, you know, there's a number of different tools that you have, right? Mm-hmm. Door knocking, call calling expired listings you can reach out to the expired and there's a number of things that you can do right uh and i chose to do the door knocking because obviously i didn't really still speak very good english so to get on the phone and have a conversation i was not going to be successful you know but being in person or sitting mm-hmm. open houses or or door knocking was was a lot better for me okay so in my frustration you know i start and and this is where i I'm a, I'm a very strong believer of, of uh, you know, thought, the thought process of uh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is that you think it becomes reality, that if you want to create your, your future, you want to create your reality, uh, you need to, it needs to come through a thought process first. You need to think about it. You need to see it in your, in your head and you need to feel that you're actually going to have it. Love and it. that's when the creation of that future starts happening. Mm-hmm. So I start, I, I had, to think, I was like, there's got to be someone that has come from South America. I'm not even going to be too specific from Bolivia, but it's got to sure. be someone that's come from South America that has gone through this, <laughs> that has made it. It's have to be someone. I'm just going to put that out to the universe. Right. And one day I got introduced from one agent to another agent and that other agent, you know, I, yeah. I went to ask him for advice. We remember we took a walk around the block. He was like, I'll, I'll have 
10 minutes and uh, you know, happy to answer questions in those 10 minutes. I was like, great, no problem. So we went around the block in Beverly Hills. And as we're talking, he asked me where you're from. And he's like, oh, you should, uh, you should look up uh, this guy, uh, Rodrigo Iglesias, I remember. And he said, uh, he's from Argentina. I think he moved here for $400 and he's the wow. king of real estate right now. He's like at the top of the game. So when I started researching, I'm like, oh, wow, this guy is freaking great. I mean, he's got all these big listings. He's a successful agent, certainly, right? So I reached out to him via email, never heard back. Then I called a few times. I left messages with assistants. And I kind of get now because I get a lot of people and a lot of students are graduating or a lot of people, they want to come and want me to mentor them and they want to come and work for me and all this sure. stuff. And it's, it's really complicated because you can't really answer to everyone. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm motivating to start doing these talks and all these seminars because I can reach out to a lot more people because, you know, I can sit for, for a cup of coffee with everybody that emails me, you know, as much as I would love to, because I like to help, but I, it's, it's just not doable. Wow. So I get it why it's hard to get a hold of him. So finally we end up getting a hold of, of the, he called me, I remember one day, and this is when I believe that in life you get put into places where you need to make decisions, right? And you shape your destiny, you shape your future by the decisions you make. Agreed. Good decisions, bad decisions. You know, there's a point in life where you make a decision. Is it this way or that way? So number one, going the right way is really hard. So that's why most people take the easy way and that's mm -hmm. not the right path. Right. If your life is easy right now, it will be hard down the road. If your life is hard right now, it will be easier down the road, right? I heard that oh, from someone. I can't remember who. I love that. Uh, so, you know, uh, you, you make decisions and, uh, and, and then you kind of shape your, your path, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was driving to the restaurant. I get a call three months after my last outreach to this guy. Hmm. And they said, you wanted to talk to Mr. Iglesias? He can meet you in half an hour. I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm literally about to make a left to the restaurant I was working and I'm like, you know, this is one of those opportunities. So I called the restaurant. I'm like, I lie. I'm like, so sick. I can oh, make no. it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cannot make it. So I drive all the way to meet this guy. I sit in the restaurant. He told me he was going to meet and he doesn't show up. <sighs> and, you know, this is also important to mention because life does that to you. You know, yeah. these kind of things happen. You know, they're tests. Like at that day, I was upset. I was disappointed. Oh, my God, I didn't go to the restaurant. I'm risking my job for meeting this guy. And he doesn't even meet me. Wow. And I, you, you can start spinning into a dark place. But, you know, it's like, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Sure. At least I try. I mean, I'm sure something happened to make sense. And out of a sudden, I get a call as I'm leaving. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Santiago. This is Rodrigo Iglesias. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. I forgot. Wow. And at the moment, I was like, how can you forget that we talked to assistant 30 minutes ago? <laughs> But then once I got to know the guy, I was like, okay, I get it now. You know, he was, he was like that. He was, he's an amazing guy, huge heart. I'm always going to be grateful for, for, for have met him and all the things that he's done for me. Wow. But he was a scatterbrain. Like he will forget. Mm -hmm. I mean, he will lose a pair of sunglasses every week. You know, he'll go and pull gas, leave his sunglasses <laughs> on top of his roof of his car and oh, take no. off and oh. buy sunglasses, you know? So then I got to understand why he forgot. And he was honest, you know, he sure. told me the truth. So he said, let me make it up to you. I'll meet you tomorrow. I'll buy you lunch. I said, great. Mm -hmm. So we met and he started by saying, you know, look, I don't need assistance. I don't want any more people in my team. I'm good. And I said, look, I'm from Bolivia. You're from Argentina. I speak Spanish. We start speaking Spanish. And I'm like, all I need is advice. Just mm -hmm. advice. I'm not asking for money, job, anything. Just give me a little few tips. So he says, okay, I can do that. So he starts telling me what's going on. What are you doing? And I go, I'm door knocking and nobody's opening the door. They're slamming door in my face. I'm sitting up in houses and nobody's talking to me and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm like very frustrated and he can feel 
my emotions and he gets up and says, hold on a second. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I pissed off the guy. <laughs> oh, no. So he goes and brings a book and he looks at me and he said, read this book. And when you're done reading this book, call me back. We'll meet again and let's see what we do from that point. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So he gives me this book. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. Wow. And what I take from that book mainly as a short, I mean, I take in a lot of stuff. It's an amazing book. It was written by Waddles the Waddles in you know, late 1800s. So it's one of those books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, in those times, you know, in the times of depression and recessions is when the biggest leaders, the biggest thinkers, the, the best positive things come out out of bad places, right? So right. right before the big depression, I mean, a lot of these big writers and big people, you know, came out mm-hmm. in history. And that's when these great books were written. So I read the book, Think and Grow Rich. But the takeaway that that's just a simple thing to keep it simple right now is, it's not what you do, it's how you do. So mm-hmm. what he was telling me basically is you, you need to change your attitude. I was with this attitude that nothing is working. So the universe was picking up this stuff ah, doesn't work. I see. So there was more no working stuff coming my way. So when I got that, I started to get really deep into, at the moment, my wife uh, gave me the DVD, The Secret. It just mm-hmm. came out. So sure. I watched that movie too. And I remember understanding for first time those concepts, the concepts mm-hmm. of that, you know, your mind really uh, is capable of, you know, creating and manifesting anything you believe in. So I remember watching The Secret and I started to cry. And I start, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 24 years old here wow. and I'm seeing this stuff and I'm saying, why no one told me this stuff before? How wow. is it that no one told me this is so amazing, so important, you know? I mean, it's actually, I believe, more important if they will give you in high school one of these books, uh, mm-hmm. replacement of a lot of stuff that they teach you that they, you never use. Agreed. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. So I read the book, I got it, and I called him, and I'm ready. I met with him, and he saw the change. So mm-hmm. he said, look, now start doing the things you were doing with this new attitude. Okay. Set up that. So when you go and you feel that way, and you knock on that door, people, they're going to open the door. They're not going to feel your negative energy. They're going to feel this positive energy. And this, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like a magnetic field that you, 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 you come up with. Wow. So I started doing that. I said, and I get a call from a guy. He's like, I have a house for 1.7 million that I possibly want to sell. And I got your letter. Let's mm-hmm. meet. So I call Rodrigo and I'm like, hey, this is a big call, 1.7 million. I don't feel good going about myself. I the only think I sold one thing for $450,000. Will you come with me and split it? And he's like, for sure. <laughs> so we went, we got the listing, we split it 50-50. And I was wow. working at Keller Williams. He was working at Sotheby's at the time. And then we, I started to get calls. I got a call for a $5 million property and then I got another call and I always call him to come and help me because we got along really well. Right. And he was really truly my first mentor in this business. And uh, one day he said, why don't you just come and work at Sotheby's? It's better if we're in the same company. So I moved to Sotheby's and I was (laughs) at Sotheby's for for a few years. Okay. Uh, We ended up becoming partners. And uh, and then, you know, after a few years, we decided to kind of go on our own. Sure. Uh, in a friendly way and everything. Right. And that kind of went on my own. That was in, when the crisis hit, you know, there, there seems to be changes and decisions to be made. And when there's mm-hmm. times like that, you know, so in 2008, when the, when the financial crisis, when the crash happened, things got a little rough again. And I, I remember, you know, going through a time where I was even considering going back to wait tables partially because wow. I was running out of my savings. Yeah. Uh, and there was a moment I remember when I was actually about to drop an application in Venice for, for a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, because at this point now I had a, a, a newborn and a two-year-old and, a, you know, wow. I was running out of my savings. Yeah. So I needed to take care of my family. So I remember parking, filling up the application, and I was about to walk and open the door of my car. 
to drop it off and something inside me it was like a my real self my the santiago came out and said what the hell are you doing <laughs> i mean you can so far if you're gonna fall fall forward don't fall mm. backwards you know yeah. so i was like you know, I, I even get chills right now. Just oh, think about that moment because I think they're defining moments in your life when you go through mm -hmm. that, when you really get to know the, the your higher self, you know. your. So at that moment, I said, you know what? Screw this. Got in my car, drove to my favorite neighborhood at the time, which was Brentwood Park. Mm -hmm. And I went door knocking for like three hours. Wow. And, and that energy, that change, that decision, because when you make a decision, but not like, oh, I'm gonna go and get an ice cream. When you make right. a real decision that comes from within and it's mm -hmm. strong and you believe it and you, it's like almost like the universe gets out of your way and says, I got it. You've made your mind, <laughs> no one's gonna stop you. So I'm actually gonna help you, Yeah. right? Yeah. I started to get phone calls and I was sitting open houses for other agents in my office because I didn't have listings at the time. And I was sitting open houses Saturday. And, and you know, one of the things like just work hard. I was mm -hmm. working every day. I was working Saturdays. I was working Sundays. Wow. And and I started to build my career that way, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you asked me how the agency. So yeah. as I was doing that, obviously, as 2012 came back and the and the market started to come out of the deep and start to go up, mm -hmm. because I hassle and I work so hard in, in the lower time, what happens is people were seeing my, my signs and my name when no one else or very few were sitting open houses and mm. doing this. So people saw me hassling and working so hard in the times that when the times came, what all they could think is like, oh my God, that guy Santiago was selling when the times were bad. Let's definitely call him. Wow. And in 2012, it was like my phone is starting to ring and my <laughs> business just took off big time. I love it. So when that happens, was about the time where, you know, I remember Billy, Rose and Mauricio, who are now my partners, is where mm -hmm. I started the agency. And they called me and they said they wanted me to join. And I just moved from Sadevis to a boutique company that doesn't even exist anymore. Okay. And I wasn't thrilled, but I just moved and I really liked the agency ideas, but I just made a move and I didn't want to get through explaining to all my clients again that I was moving again in such right. a short period of time. So it just shows instability. So I told them, I said, look guys, I wish you good luck. I mean, I'm going to watch what you guys are doing. Give me some time. If when I'm ready, I'll give you a call. <laughs> sure enough, eight months later, I see that they, everything they're doing is what I wanted. And, wow. and they, they're, they're just, I really, I really enjoying the way how they're growing in the company. Hmm. So I called them, we set up a meeting, we sat down and you know, they were very, I have a very strong presence uh, west of the 405 freeway, which will be the neighborhoods of Brentwood, Pacific Palisades, Santa Monica, Malibu, closer to the coast. And they, okay. Billy and Mauricio, both of them, and the few agents they had in the beginning were very strong east of that freeway, like Beverly Hills, Bel Air, okay. uh, Hollywood, all that area. So they mm -hmm. needed that presence on the other side that I could bring to them. Perfect. So after, you know, a few conversations, uh, you know, they say, well, what we, gonna, what we need to do to get you in here? And I told them, look, I'm an entrepreneur. And, you know, if you would have told me, come join us as an agent, uh, that, that doesn't really get me excited to make a mm -hmm. lateral move. But if you would have called me in the beginning that day and say, let's open this up together, that gets me excited, you know? Right. And I remember Mauricio looked at me and he said, well, we can still do that. <laughs> I said, okay, how? It's like, uh, we'll make a proposal. So he made a proposal and, uh, uh, you know, obviously I became an equity partner and yeah. uh, uh, that was exciting enough to me and, and we joined forces and uh, mm -hmm. as much as the agency, you know, Billy told me the agency is going to be good if we don't do anything with you. 
And Santiago is going to be okay if we don't do anything. But if we actually join forces, we're going to be really good. And sure wow. enough, I joined and it just exploded. And we <laughs> grew tremendously. And uh, that's kind of how we, we started that agency. I, but, but what an amazing story. And, and so much detail, Santiago, which I love because uh, the viewers and the listeners, they, they really just want to understand kind of the thought process. And again, when you made that decision, going from the agency you know, to the boutique, you know, to the agency. I love the fact that your continual thought process rang through. You looked at it, hey, I'm not looking to make, you know, that that move. I want to look at the long term. What what's the long term growth into making these right. decisions? It's not just best for you and your family, but everybody that you serve in your communities and your clients. So uh, I love the fact that you made that transition and you told us that story. I do want to shift gears into this to dive a little bit deeper into you as a man. And this second question is the why. I mean, Santiago, what, what gets you excited, motivated every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? What, what are your whys? What are your drivers? I, I think it's life, you know? I mean, I, you know, you get high of life, you know? I mean, uh, to, to be able to experience life at its fullest, you, you know, these days you need to have some sort of success, right? I mean, and I'm not saying you cannot be happy without having a success. I mean, everybody has different needs, but for sure. me, uh, I have a level of ambition and I have things that I want to do, places that I want to be, things that I want to buy and places that I want to experience, traveling and all that, you know, requires some sort of, you know, success to have money to be able to, you know, buy art and enjoy art take classes of something, travel the world, visit on places, all the things that get me excited. So mm. for me, the big why is, is first of all, you know, uh, I think you need to live your life and feel that every day is a gift mm. and uh, that you need to, you know, take advantage of every day and be grateful. Start in a place of gratitude and enjoy every day as a gift and find ways how to enjoy it and live every day like it's your last day. Wow. Yes, it's important to have goals. Yes, it's mm. important to have a vision of where you want to be, who you want to become and where you want to be. And that keeps me, you know, focused on where, what direction I'm going. Mm -hmm. But the big why really, and I got to learn this later in my life because, you know, again, I, I started to read these books and I started to go a little bit more deep into the spiritual portion of it. Sure. Uh, and I finally got to understand that it's, it's, and it's not easy, it's constant work, but you got to wake up every morning, be grateful that you have an extra day in here to experience life mm -hmm. through this human body. I, I think that's that's beautiful, and again, it's just showing that that attitude of gratitude and, and and furthering your conversation to what you've been saying so far is the mindset, having the proper mindset, and really reaching for those goals, and, and not just having those goals, but putting the work. And you had mentioned that too, hard work and consistency, yep. and putting in the time. I mean, you you wouldn't be the man today you are without putting all that in, and learning from others, and really growing and pushing yourself past those said boundaries that others might restrict themselves with. So Santiago, I love that. And that's, that's really inspirational and, and diving a little bit deeper into you, which I absolutely love. Now you had already mentioned a few things inside here, which kind of took your business up. But this third question is actually one of the crowd pleasers and everybody tunes in to learn from the Titans. Very similar to the, the mentor mentee sort of scenario is like you said, you would love to be able to sit with every person who reaches out to you and give that advice. But this is a great opportunity, you know, to reach across for thousands into this opportunity. Love so it. if there's any advice that you would give, or if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose a few things that you did or added or implemented that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you? What advice would you give? I mean, look, uh, I, I, I'm going to answer your question in two ways. One yeah. is that I'm a believer that, you know, I, I got to ask the, the question where 
if you could go back and meet younger Santiago, what would you tell him, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And in one hand, uh, yes, there's a lot of things that I would have loved to say, but on the other hand, you know, you are not ready to make a change or you're not ready to take action on something until you're ready. So, I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. you read a book and you don't get it because you weren't ready. Sometimes if you wouldn't been presented an opportunity, I would have met this guy, Rodrigo, I would have read that book a year, two years before, it wouldn't have that impact in my life. So I just believe that everything happened for a reason at the right time. So for that That's reason, right. going back and trying to tell myself, and this is just my opinion, by the way, I could be yeah. wrong, but this is the no, way no, I, I feel it. that I wouldn't change a thing. I think mm. that things happen in the way they need to happen for a reason. And I'm where I am right now because those were the timings that God put in my place. And they wow. say the God delays are no God denials and God timings are perfect, right? So mm. I believe in that 100%. Wow. But if I can give advice to younger people and younger agents or people that are starting in this business, sure. like in any any craft in any career and the more you watch videos the more you learn about i mean watching this new uh, uh documentary series of michael jordan you know mm -hmm. looking at kobe bryant's uh you know the what's it called uh kobe's muse i think it's called this this okay. this this uh tv you know he did a, a tv recording of Kobe Bryant's Mills, I think it is. It's amazing okay. about how his mentality and his stuff. It, all these guys, if you, and it's good also, always give the athlete example, but there's mm -hmm. like, you can analyze business people and everybody looks at somebody's success and those people, they get the success and the recognition and being rewarded at that moment for all the massive amount of work they've done that nobody's seen. So everybody's seen the success when they're being rewarded, mm -hmm. but people never seen what they had to go through it to arrive to that point. So right. any one of these athletes, entrepreneurs, business people, Steve Jobs, I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. If you really look into deeper, they all were incredible, massive amount of work. They put mm -hmm. tons of work. The, the work ethic was what got into that place. And they all were like, they were the hardest workers. I mean, Kobe was the guy that was first in the gym and last in the gym. Wow. I mean, if you look at the work ethic, I mean, that's a big piece of advice I can give just, put the work now my experience is not just work or work is work doing things in a certain way because uh -huh. what this book the science of great and rich explains is you can be an ice cream selling ice cream and mm -hmm. right next door there can be another person selling ice cream you can have the same ingredients and everything why is it the one is more successful than the other one mm -hmm. it's all in the attitude you go to one place, they sell you the ice cream, thank you, bye-bye. You go to the other place, the guy greets you. Hmm. Everything counts, right? So I remember when I was going to my open house, I was like, bring a candle. I want people to smell good when they walk in the property. Hmm. Being a little speaker, because you know, at the time, not everybody had a sound system in their house. So sure. bring a little speaker, bring a candle, big cookies, bring water, hmm. put some music. So when people walk from one open house to another one, they're going to feel that energy. They're gonna, you're going to be friendly. Hmm. You, you smells good. You activate the senses. You, you know, you approach people with a different attitude. So it's hmm. everything that you do, you need to do it in that certain way, which is wow. the right attitude. Excuse me. So, so that would be my piece of advice. It's like work really hard. But yeah. while you work, if you're going to go and sit on a Sunday, three hours in an open house, there's two ways to sit in an open house. You can sit in there, get in your phone, <laughs> get in your Instagram and spend three hours there. And when people walk in, it's like, hey, how are you? Let me know any questions. <laughs> or there is the way where you 
sitting an open house with the attitude, I'm going to pick up a buyer or two yeah. and I'm going to sell this house today. And when wow. you go that attitude, you greet people, you look at them in the eyes, you give them your card, you introduce yourself and however you want to talk to them, more aggressive, mm -hmm. less aggressive, I think you feel that's personal. That will make the difference on whether you're going to be successful or not. Wow. I mean, but Santiago, what, what you'd said there is, is beautiful advice and information for whether you're new or seasoned in this profession and really understand that it's that work ethic and work velocity and consistency, but then that attitude, that mindset. I mean, I love everything that you're saying and so much more. And, and again, if, if anybody's watching or listening to this, this is resonating with you, just, just please follow Santiago on you know, Instagram. Um, take a look at him in his YouTube. I, I would love to mention your YouTube channel, Santiago, if you wouldn't mind. So for the, the listeners or the viewers right now, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. it's a good way for them to kind of engage with your content on YouTube and, and where can they find you, that sort of thing. Yeah, so Instagram is my main to-go place. So any seminars that I do, any podcast that I do, any speaking event, I, uh, I, I announce it and I put all the information on my Instagram account, which is basically my name, Santiago Arana. Perfect. Uh, that's where I announce all the things that I do. Also, I started to create it and I just is new a, a YouTube channel. And I did it because I started a, a webinar through once we hit the pandemic. I, I felt that people were really negative and you were all including watching the news and bombarded with all this information that gets you in a really bad, bad place. So I created this webinar with the premise of, OK, so let's how we navigate through this storm. OK, right. and I think the best way to navigate through the storms is. Let's think about what we control and what we don't control. And you can go on my YouTube channel. It's my name. It's Santiago Arana Official. Now, I, have tell, I was telling you this issue. I have two yeah. accounts that they're both Santiago Arana Official. But one has a picture of me with a leather jacket. That's the good okay. one. So okay. the one with the picture with the leather jacket is the one you want to look at. Perfect. And I have uploaded all these uh, webinars that I've done. I think 11 episodes. Tomorrow, I'm doing my last one at 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. It's going to be live on Instagram. Love it. Uh, and what we did to these 10, 11 uh, sessions or, or chapters was talk about, okay, let's think about for a second. We're going through this mm -hmm. pandemic, scary. And if you wake up and turn on the TV and you're bombarded by all that information, you're going to get depressed, you know? Mm -hmm. right. So how can we navigate to this without getting depressed? Okay, so let's think about, uh, can we control the virus? Nope. Can we control the economy? Nope. Can you control any of these things that are out there happening right now? No. Mm -hmm. But so then why are you focusing on that? Why are you, you know, it's good to be informed, but why are you spending so much time here? Now let's think about what you can focus on and what you can control. Can you control what you think? Yes, you can control what you want to think about. Therefore, by controlling what you think about, is that going to help you control the way you feel? Yes, right. of course. Thoughts become feelings. And if you emotionalize thoughts, that's what you start creating your new reality. So mm. if you keep thinking on what has happened and how bad it is, you're going to create more of that. But you stop that and you start thinking about where you want to be in the future and you start mm -hmm. thinking and emotionalizing. And I give a lot of exercises of visualization, meditation, all the things they've done that work for me, by the way. Sure. Everything that I share is what's worked with me. Doesn't mean it's going to work for all of you. Doesn't mean that that's the answer of all the things. I'm just sharing my own experience and hopefully someone grabs something that's good and, and makes it work for their own experiences and their lives. Mm -hmm. But that's basically what I've been doing with my YouTube channel. Okay. I, and I love that. And everybody out there, again, it, the content is just absolutely incredible. And I will have the proper links in the comments down below. So you can go straight to Santiago's, you know, official uh, YouTube channel and not get confused. And then Instagram accounts, all those things too, Santiago. So uh, again, I, I do want to, to shift gears. Now this changes the tone of the interview and the, and the series in here, and it's actually the tricky part. It's the challenge question. 
Okay. So I lead into it with every Titan this way. We all have challenges. We all have struggles, uh, whether it's personal or professional, no matter who we are, it just happens. Whether it's in the past, we're dealing with challenge or struggle now, or we haven't quite yet, but it's not so much what happens, but more to your further point, it's what we can learn from it, how we can grow and what we can share with others. So Santiago, if there's a challenge that you dealt with uh, personally or professionally that you overcame and that you learned from and became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I believe in that 100%. And it's not, it's not that we don't have challenges. I have challenges every day. It's not like uh, I got to a point in my life where now it's all paved to the end and I, all I have to do is just ride, right? Yeah. Every day we have challenges and it can be simple challenges from like, or you go out and you get a parking ticket or you get a speeding ticket, right? So what sure. do you do with that ticket? You bring the ticket, right? And you put it in your desk and you're upset about it and you think about it. Oh, if I would have left my house half an hour earlier or mm. five minutes, if I wouldn't make that turn, all that's worthless. It's crazy. So what's that, what's that going to good? I mean, the situation is there mm-hmm. and it's just a situation. What you make out of it is what makes the difference. So you can go to your office, which I do, pay it right away, gone out of sight, out of mind. Or you can have the ticket lingering in there for weeks. And every time you see it, get sick in the stomach and feel how bad it is, right? Uh, right. So same thing with life. I mean, challenges, you know, and that's a simple example, but that's how mm-hmm. it kind of works. And just to go back to the story that I told you, because that was a very challenging time for me, right? Sure, I mean, sure. the economy crashed. I think I had $1,500 in my bank account. Oh, I had a two-year-old. I had a newborn. My wife had complications, really bad ones, with the wow. second baby. So she was actually in the hospital. And oh. I was all by myself trying to figure everything out. That was a very challenging time. Yeah. So that's when I put to the test my spirituality hard work and do everything you know uh, that was that was one of the biggest challenges in my life but that was the time where i got introduced to the real santiago that's the time when i heard that voice that said no you're not going to go back to the restaurant you're going to go here and you're going to make it happen no matter what and i think wow. when you make that strong decision again god the universe your bigger self i mean whatever you call it mm-hmm. that energy out there picks up on that and it will manif- will make anything possible will introduce you to the right person to the right mm-hmm. opportunities to the right timings for you to get where you want to be if you are truly made that decision 100% in your mind and you believe it wow i mean but santiago thanks so much for for sharing and reiterating that that portion of the story because i i really want that to resonate home with the with the viewers and listeners is no matter what's happening in your life, uh, you need to take this as an example to say, am I going to let this defeat me and beat me or am I going to move forward? And, and you lived that, that, that message, Santiago. I mean, you had that thrown right in your face and, and so many different things going in a negative direction. And you said, nope, I'm not listening to this. This is not happening. I'm going this way. And you did it. And, and again, to anybody out there who's watching or listening, here's a true story. Here's an inspiration. No matter what you're dealing with, go for it, move forward, overcome it, do what you can. And it's not a cakewalk. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. You just heard it from Santiago. Uh, every day there's something, but every single day it's a thought process to move forward and be positive and make a difference and an impact and help others. And, and I just, I love everything that you're saying here, Santiago. It's just absolutely incredible. You. Uh, you had already kind of mentioned traveling back in time and we're not going to go through that question, but I do want to go to a next question inside here. And this is the feeding of the mind portion. So everybody tunes in because they want to know how the Titans are feeding their minds uh, with books that they're reading or have read, which you had mentioned a few great ones already, Mm -hmm. maybe podcasts you're listening to, other influencers or mentors in your life. Um, If you attend conferences or or have masterminds, how are you feeding your mind? 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, big mentors, big, I mean, constantly, I think that, you know, people forget that, one, you know, to grow any company, to grow any business, you need to invest into it, right? So mm-hmm. what better investment than to yourself, right? And I always think about this and I tell my agents uh, when we would, I do seminars uh, about books in, in the office too. And I said, think about that. You have a company mm-hmm. and you are the CEO of that company. Mm-hmm. Would you hire yourself? Or will you get rid of that CEO and hire someone else, right? Wow. And that gets him. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now when you wake up in the morning and instead of waking up extra early and doing that extra job or extra phone calls or the stay late and make those extra 10 emails, mm-hmm. now you start asking yourself, oh, if, if, if I was the CEO and if I was the owner of the company and I have this person as a CEO, I would get rid of him. Wow. So once you start feeling like, you know what? I finished my work in the office. I did 100% today, everything that I could do. I didn't sell anything. It doesn't matter. But I did 100% of what I was supposed to do today. Mm-hmm. And you leave the office and you go and disconnect to your family at your house or your personal life, feeling good about yourself. That's how you want to end the days. And wow. then also you want to wake up excited about it, right? I would jump mm-hmm. out of bed super excited. I wake up at 4, 10 in the morning. Because I can't wait to see what this day is going to bring, right? Wow. It's a gift. Yeah. So books mentors i mean it's very important that you invest in yourself you know i go mm-hmm. to very expensive seminars i've done sure. multiple of the tony robbins seminars you know mm-hmm. i buy seminars online like books and all this stuff because it's an investment you investing in yourself to become a better version of yourself if right. you want to be really the best you need to learn you know mm-hmm. i mean you never end stop learning the moment you stop learning you start dying wow uh, well so said. so tony robbins uh, I, I follow, I'll follow uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm constantly reading and, and learning about self-improvement books. I've done mm-hmm. The Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I've done seminars. I, I actually teach a seminar once a year for eight weeks in my office for all the agents at the agency wow. about that. And I, by the way, uploaded all those classes into my YouTube channel for other people to have access, not only the ones that work at the agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, books, I mean, amazing. Eckhart Tolle. Uh, I actually am in the middle of reading a book that a friend of mine recommended. It was like, I didn't think that was going to be inspirational, but it's an amazing inspirational book. It's the latest book that 50 Cent wrote. Oh, no uh, way. I'm in the middle of it. And it's actually very, very inspiring. A, a very, very good book. I recommend to everybody. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Curtis Jackson, Hassle Harder is the name of the book. Oh, love Hassle it. Okay. Harder, Hassle Smarter. Okay. So that's an incredible book. Uh, uh, you know, Joe Dispenza is a super inspirational person, more from the mm-hmm. spiritual point also, and more from the quantum physics on how to explain how these things mm-hmm. from a you know doctor point of view, actually the thinking and all that works. How mm-hmm. quantum physics explain that your thoughts and that you are 99.9% energy and mm-hmm. then 0.00001, something <laughs> else, right? right so right. if you're 99.99.9, energy from mm-hmm. like a piece of skin to you know going down all the way down to the atoms and the cells mm-hmm. well might as well contain and try to put yourself constantly in a good vibration that doesn't wow. mean that you're gonna fall out of that you know I, there's wow. days that i'm frustrated there's days i'm fearful there's days that i'm you know annoyed there's days that i'm scared all those things we feel but if you mm-hmm. can train yourself on getting out of that feel faster and stay yourself in the good vibration that's what's going to help so any book by joe Dispenza, like breaking the habit of being yourself is a great book Mm -hmm. uh the power of now eckhart tolle uh the the untethered 
Soul by Michael Singer is a great book. Mm. And if you want to get motivated, I mean, one of the books that really got me motivated and I, will li I listen a lot to audiobooks, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, Relentless. Relentless okay. is a book that uh, was written by Tim Grover. Mm. And Tim Grover is uh, the guy that coach, personal coach for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. Mm. So it, he explains how this incredible athlete's mindset is. Uh, wow. There's a good book too. So there's a few. Yeah. I mean, Santiago, that, that's a, that's a huge list of great content. And again, people that are, you're motivating and moving forward and great content for everybody to consume. So as always, everybody, I'll have links in the comments down below so you can feed your mind the same way that this man is, or at least attempt to Santiago. But Hey, at the end of the day, I can't thank you enough. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I do want to finish everything up with a final question. And this hey. ends up being quote or mantra that sums you up as a man as a professional, what's that look like for Santiago Arana? A quote, um, you know, again, as a big follower of, of Tony Robbins, I kind of resonate a lot with many of his quotes and things mm -hmm. that he says, you know. The one that really sits strongly, strongly as number one and, and really helps me think uh, is, is the quote that he says that life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. And kind of mm. connects everything that I told you. It's like, instead of saying, why did this happen to me? What about luck? Why did this accident? Why uh, did they fire me from my job? All those things are happening that you think they're happening to you and how bad they are. Mm. They're actually things that are happening for you for a reason. That You got fired from that job because you were not going to grow in that job. And there's something better for you out there. Mm. You got uh, that illness because that got you to be in a different place. It changed you from the inside or got people closer to you. Anything and whatever happens to you and as bad sometimes things are and, you know, I don't really have an answer why, you know, kids die or why terrible things happen in the world because I don't. Right. I wish I, I would. But if you look at the life with the attitude that the life is happening for you, actually, that is, these things are happening for you to realize that that wasn't good for you, that that person wasn't good for you, that that job wasn't good for you, and there is something else waiting for you, and you go about life with that attitude of expectancy and positive, you stop focusing on that door that closed, and you're going to be able to see the hundred windows that are open and other doors are open. That's, wow. I think, the best way to go about it. Uh, I mean, Santiago, I, I think that that rings through to everything that you said to, to this particular interview and more. And, and again, that's that's speaking volumes about your character and integrity and in your work ethic. And and I, I just find it to be extremely inspiration, inspirational all the way through and through. And again, I can't thank, thank you enough, you. my friend, for taking the time. It was an honor to have you on the show. You are an official real estate titan, so I do need to dub that. That is an official thing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this, is a, this is a good thing, but thanks again, Santiago. It's an awesome pleasure. And again, through and through. And everybody out there, thank you so much, as always, for your love and attention, your time and support. If you like what you hear with the Dream with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like, comment. You know what to do at this point. Um, I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business digitally, generating massive amounts of attraction into your local markets and generating high value clients, take a look at lionboltmedia.com. We are live here at Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Santiago. Thank you. Thanks again.